0: Ahoy and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health, and that includes all things illness, wellness, stigma and support, and most importantly, some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, starting conversations, and mentioning some of those tools that have supported your wellbeing. I want to say thanks for being part of the podcast, whether that's as a guest, as a listener, hopefully as a subscriber. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you that you're not alone out there. Thank you for being part of the Mojo podcast. These are not real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast and to episode 154. I hope you're having a good week. I hope um, you've kind of discovered this episode. As uh, in the last episode I said, oh, we're going to be back in three or four weeks. uh, And kind of here I am a week later. Well, I am set up. And as you may have noticed, in the last week or so, we've had the season drop of... 13 reasons why the third season Uh, and it was a really interesting topic to cover particularly the first season but also last year as well Um, so i really wanted to kind of sit down and talk through some of the points that are on there and since we are already set up uh, i thought i'd sit down and have a little bit of a chat with you guys unfortunately i couldn't quite um, organize someone else to come on and have a chat with me but i'm sure there are topics there are discussion points that we will be covering again in the future, Um, I have no doubt about that. But for this episode, uh, it's going to be myself, and yes, we are going to be talking about 13 Reasons Why Season 3, although possibly dipping in a little bit to Seasons 1 and 2. This year, I've, I've really noticed the the kind of the support and signposting stuff that was there um, with some of the trigger warnings and things like that so I'm gonna kick off this episode with the uh, I don't know the soundbite um, that goes along at the start of the first episode of the season um, and also at the end of the kind of the behind the scenes behind the reasons um, final episode as well so we'll put that in here to kick us off If you've been watching, you know our show portrays a number of real issues facing teenagers today. We tell stories about things like substance abuse, bullying, sexual assault, violence, and suicide. If these issues are in your life, this series may not be right for you. Or you may not want to watch it alone. So watch with your parents, your family, or your friends. Then talk to someone about what you see. What you think about it, how it makes you feel. And if you find you need help, talk to a trusted adult, like a school counselor or call a local helpline, or visit our website at 13reasonswhy.info. Once you start talking about it, it gets better. And yeah, there we have the, kind of the intro to, and the outro to season three. And like I said, I think it's a really nice, um intro in terms of the signposting making people aware of the subject matter and I know um I've had a conversation with a couple of people about the scene changes in scene changes uh in season one as well so they have removed some of the suicide related scenes in the first season um and it seemed like a really strange time to do that because I think it happened about a month or two ago Um, so it seems really strange given that the season is now a number of years old however I think it was probably on the premise that this new season was about to launch and potentially there would be a kind of a new wave of people going back and watching seasons one and two so it kind of makes sense that potentially some lessons were learned there about the um, images that were shown uh, and kind of the usefulness I guess of having some of those images in what is a mainstream uh production um so I think it was useful to go back and potentially remove well they have to remove some of those scenes um season one I sat down and spoke with uh Nafisha who came on I think to talk about season one so recommend maybe go back and have a have a listen to that episode I will drop a link in because I've got no idea what uh what number episode that one was but yeah so for season three I think there were some really interesting points that came up and I, I do wonder whether there'll be a couple of things that may be quite common but there might also be some things that are very different and different people will have picked up different things in there. Um, for me I think there were kind of two or three really key messages um, and those were kind of picked up in the uh, kind of the behind the scenes after the reasons I forget what it's called um episode that they put at the end that kind of mini documentary type thing where they sit down and have the the casting couch have a discussion it was quite short um for this third season but for seasons one and two they're really really good um episodes to watch i think they're like an hour maybe an hour plus for seasons one and two um but in season three it's only about 20 minutes so it is quite short which was a shame um but they do pick up on the idea of um recovery uh kind of stigma and shame i think kind of slightly different slightly similar things that are going on there um and i also think intervention was a really big thing in this season but it was also quite a big thing in season two as well uh yeah i think before i jump jumping on so the the recovery side um was really interesting to see the the attempted recovery story for for Bryce Um, I think it's really important that that potential recovery story is told um, in terms of people being able to change and improve and better themselves that's a really important story to tell Um, and it's a really difficult one to tell as well because we've seen the actions of this character in season one and two we've seen how they have um, abused their position and abused people around them and to see a recovery story for a character like that is really difficult for some people to see but I think it's an important one it, again, I guess going back to that signposting at the beginning, it might be one that some people are not ready to see or don't want to see, um, and that's completely okay. I think this uh, this program, I think, does show very interesting and very important topics, uh, but I also think there are, there are a number of scenes and storylines that are going to be very traumatic, very triggering uh, and very unpleasant for some people to watch and I think it's really important to keep that in mind as well and that it's okay to not want to watch this or to not enjoy it um, or to avoid it. Um, I know a number of people that wanted to watch season one but because they knew about the particular scenes or the particular premise of the programme, and its focus on suicide, opted not to watch that. And I think that's completely okay. So again, it's kind of being mindful of that. Um, but yeah, seeing that recovery story was really interesting. I think, for me, um, some of the insights that we got from the uh, Bryce's character, particularly in his relationship with... Chloe and Zach towards the end of the season um, kind of revealed that at that stage while his recovery had started it very much was not complete um, and there were still some very strong elements to his character and his behaviour that are really difficult to see uh, and I think if I'm kind of being honest I guess I suppose that is real. That is more realistic. Someone is not about to change in a short period of time. Um, I definitely had the feeling that uh, we saw a number of situations where, uh, I guess if you don't know the history, you would feel sympathetic for, for Bryce's character. For the situations he was in at the new school uh, and potentially within some areas of the community as well. However we do know the history and so it's really difficult to kind of build up that sympathy and I think that's a really interesting angle then where we had uh, Arnie come in for this season um, as the kind of the new character and her take on Bryce and on certain situations was quite interesting to see because she came in without that knowledge of um, kind of everything that happened in season one and had very limited knowledge of what had happened in season two. So it was a really interesting way to go about um, if we're thinking about someone's recovery story and the new people that they meet along the way and those people that meet them that kind of didn't know or don't know the person that they used to be or the ac- weren't there when they took those negative actions in the past. So it was really interesting to see their interaction. I did find the... Uh, I did find... I's character in some situations not of Bryce rather of other characters quite uh, judgmental I think and that comes from or I interpreted it as that comes from she wasn't there for those situations and wasn't there to see the fallout or doesn't know the full detail that we've been shown through the two previous seasons I also kind of felt Clay quite judgmental um in this season um i guess probably just more so because clay and arnie became the characters that the season was sort of not necessarily built around um but we spent a lot of time with those two characters um and they seemed to kind of be our our, our narrators or our, um the storytellers among us will know the proper word the protagonist i guess um don't really know what that word means uh <laughs> But yeah, they were the two people that we kind of followed through, and I, I found some of kind of Clay's, um, I guess, discovery work or research or investigating quite difficult to take in terms of um, like why should people have to answer to him um they're answering to him because he's our main character in the story um and i couldn't quite understand another reason for them to do it sometimes so that came across as a little bit judgmental but um in general i I think i probably i still really like clay's character but i think that's probably based more on what we've seen in the first couple of seasons um and that journey that his character has gone through Uh, In regards to recovery, we also see, uh, I think, a huge, huge journey for um, Jess and Tyler's characters with the sexual abuse storylines rolling through. Um, And there are a number of other tie-ins with with different characters um, as well. And that's really interesting to see and I think comes across really well. Um, The... The way that Jess gets involved with the HO group. Um, the way that it kind of start I don't know if spirals out of control. But the way it sort of goes maybe a little bit in a direction. That she hadn't expected or doesn't want. Um, again I think yeah it makes you think about what activism is good. Or are there drawbacks of certain things. Do those negative things almost need to happen some of those incidents need to happen for people to learn and be able to develop um yeah it's it's a really hard one i found parts of their activism very empowering and very positive and then there are parts that i really struggled with um however i would say the parts that i struggled with were very well balanced in terms of t- kind of tyler's storyline alongside that and our knowledge that he was a survivor rather than just being an ally uh it was really interesting to see that kind of story and his relationships with the other people in the HA group kind of grow and evolve um and the the ama- the, the really amazing and really emotional moment when Tyler first talks to Clay about his experience um and Clay's reaction of asking permission to hug him was uh, very powerful, um, and just a really, really important moment. And I think helps to show how a conversation can just shift. It shifts our minds, and it shifts our awareness. Um, and I think that's a huge thing for the for for the program. It's I don't. It's not about. Um, kind of signposting to this is the best resource to use or this is what you should do or this is what will happen every time or this is what this person will do it's not it's not about giving you all the answers I think it's very much about um, posing not even posing questions I guess more it's starting those conversations of how difficult must it be to 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 be in that situation oh I maybe wouldn't have made that choice. I would have done this, or oh, I wish they'd have spoken to that character because they would really be able to engage and understand. And um, it's a it's the whole program. I think is built on that premise of conversation starting. And for me, that was very much the way I took season one. There were there were negative things in there that I, d- I didn't necessarily like or didn't agree with, but just the fact that it opened up so many people to talking about their experience or their thoughts or their struggles with suicidal feelings or thoughts their experiences with sexual assault aggressive behavior um kind of that lad culture jock culture that's picked up in the program it's a it's a conversation starter, and I think that's hugely, hugely important. Um, and there will be other programmes that pick up some of these topics, but this programme has chosen to focus on these topics. It's not, oh, for the next week or two, we are going to focus on this particular talking point. No, that, the talking point, that's the whole point of the programme, and you can agree or disagree with it. And like I say, it's not for everyone. But for me, that's a real engaging and really important thing. That's the reason why I wanted to sit down and watch season three is because I knew there would be scenes and there would be parts of the programme that would make me think, that would make me challenge either the character's behaviour or consider what I would do in that situation. And often it's not a straight answer of, well, I'd definitely do that. It's considering putting yourself in that situation. Would I be able to ask for help? And so, if I want to support somebody else, how can I best do that? Um, So, yeah, uh, drifting off of my point as usual, but I think that's a really big, a really big thing there. And with their recovery, I think we started to see that side of kind of the stigma and the shame around sexual assault, particularly for me, that side of male sexual assault. and the emotion that is wrapped up in Tyler's storyline that later on we find out that there were two other male characters as well again I'm trying to keep it sort of spoiler free um that there are two other male characters that have been affected by um sexual assault and in fact I would say it's very heavily implied that there are more than two characters as well um and really opening up that idea of um the the bravery that tyler shows in standing up and acknowledging and announcing to some extent his uh survivorism not sure that's a real word um allows and empowers and encourages other males to come forward as well and i think that's a hugely hugely important thing when we're talking about um kind of the shame that's associated with this experience and the stigma around male sexual assault i think is really really important oh okay um i also think the uh the intervention side which has really picked up or, or kind of started i guess in in season two more so i think um really carries on here we see that That side of intervention with um, Clay and the group with Tyler at the end of season 2 whether you agree with that scene or not um, or your views on it we see the importance and the the power of getting involved now that's a very very extreme situation which I would not encourage someone to do what they do in the programme but there are other situations that are much more um approachable that are much more realistic that are much more of an opportunity to intervene and i think we see that in terms of um some of the behavior that happens in the male changing rooms some of the behavior in corridors um particularly in season three we see people sticking up for tyler um in the corridors um i think that's a really important side we see a number of people do that in fact we see bryce do it at one stage as well um, so it's really important to see that those interventions and recognizing when negative behavior is happening around us, is there a way that we can intervene? Maybe it's at the time, maybe it's at a later stage, but I think that's a really important point. And a lot of season one, I felt like we were acknowledging opportunities to intervene, but no one was intervening, and that's why we had the sexual. Well, it's not why, um, but. Potentially that fed into why we had the sexual assault. That fed into why we had the suicide. And in season two at the end. I mean in season three. Increasingly we're starting to see the characters are intervening. They are stepping up. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, But they are intervening. And they're getting involved. And they feel able to get involved. Um, and I think that's a really important point to acknowledge that they have been on a journey uh, and they now feel more I don't know more aware more knowledgeable uh, more able to more confident to step up and um, and say no that's not okay that's 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 not something that we want to see or hear that's not appropriate that isn't a good thing to do we see a lot more of inter of the intervention I think that's really important um there's a couple of things in there that I think are in terms of the program I guess the strange things to see uh and two things really stood out for me and one of those was the that there being a real focus on peer support which is great but it often seemed at the absence of kind of seeking professional support um rarely do we see that um i guess it comes in more in season three but rarely do we see a a teenager played by probably someone in their 30s america anyway um we rarely do we see a teenager approach a a parent or a teacher or a professional for for help Um, And I think that's a shame. It does happen in some situations. And I think it's really positive that when it does happen, often we see a really positive outcome from that. Um, So the introduction of the new counsellor at the school and the positive impact that she has with Tyler and with other students as well, I think is really important, particularly following on from obviously the the negative impact that we have from Mr Roberts. I think it's mr roberts i could be wrong with um in season one and we see that kind of um recognizing signs but not really doing anything um and seeing the kind of this counselor and this professional really um recognize those signs and and start to interrupt the thinking patterns that are there and provide uh support and signposting is really good to see and I think there are a number of times when we see Clay's legal situation, where we see adults get involved and how potentially they're able to help. But often, again, the adults are pushed to one side and there's their, their kind of their own investigation that goes on. Um, and I get it's a programme and, and that's where our focus is because those are our characters. Um, but again, I think it's really important that we were seeing, particularly, I think, with the new counsellor and the principal as well, at the school we see some really good intervention and really good acknowledgement of the situation from them uh i've really liked the scene with the principal and jess when he talks about the importance of activism and campaigning and protesting but also the appropriate times and places to do that and you know if you're going to do it outside of those there is going to be repercussion um and kind of the line that they go through and towards the end yep okay so that maybe they go too far maybe they don't that's open to your interpretation but then at the end she doesn't get up and say sorry she's almost like a um i guess it's it's a sorry that that happened but i'm not sorry that i did it and there is very much a support from from the principal in terms of that that wording i guess and i think that's really important to see um I also think one of the kind of the negative sides that I've heard about the program is it tries to tackle um, a number of different important issues and actually that's too much. It should just focus on one thing. Uh, And I kind of I sort of agree and disagree. I think there was a real focus on the suicide scene and the suicide storyline in season one. However, that wasn't the only storyline that was followed through. I think it's just maybe the one that got more attention and it was, uh, to some extent, the focus of of the first season. I think the difference here is maybe what we expect from a programme and what we're used to. Uh, And like I said earlier, it's it's that idea that, oh, okay, so for the next couple of weeks, this soap or this programme is going to be focusing on a topic like sexual assault or drug use or bullying. Whereas those points are all the focus of this programme. It touches upon um, mental health. We have characters that um, whether they would be diagnosed or not is kind of irrelevant, I guess. But they show symptoms of depression, of anxiety... We we see scenes that relate to substance misuse, that relate to eating habits, um, to drinking habits. We see scenes and hear conversations that relate to bullying, to aggressive behaviour, to a very derogatory um, language that stereotypical lad culture we see the the lead into um violent behavior to sexual assault and to suicidal thoughts and we have a number of moments i think in the third season where you can see there's that thought process that someone is really struggling And I think the real difference and the real positive thing is that we then see... There's then an intervention, there's a conversation that happens. The moment when one character stops and asks... Are you okay? And really checks in. And... It just... It's so... Positive. To see that change in those characters behaviour. In terms of their awareness and their courage. And their ability to start that conversation. To ask that question. To give that bit of time. I think is so important. Um, there, There's some really amazing growth from a number of the characters as well. Um, and... I really like there there's a moment after um, Tyler stands up in the hall towards the end of the season where one of the members of the hO group comes over and really acknowledges that um even though that member of the group has had their own um, experience, actually Tyler in standing up and sort of saying this is this happens to men as well um really opens her eyes to not just tyler um but to the fact that this happens to people other than um girls and women and i think that's a really important moment of growth for that character as well i think seeing the group's willingness to listen to a message from bryce is a moment of growth for those characters and like I say in Bryce's story we see moments of growth there's moments of change um and where though where those stories go in the future is obviously implied that there is at the very least going to be some sort of follow-up whether that's another season or not I'm not sure um and there, yeah there's a <laughs> there are a number of things that I'm kind of either uh, not necessarily talking about much or that might be because I've forgotten or they just weren't as important to me and I think there will be different things that people will take from this season um, and from this programme as a whole but I think I guess it depends on on what you go in expecting if you go in expecting uh, a traditional American programme Of teenage high school you are going to be shocked you are going to probably not be happy with the scenes and the conversations that the show depicts if you are going in and you are very much an advocate and a a proactive campaigner for mental health or for sexual assault um, prevention I think there are going to be scenes and there are going to be conversations in there that you don't like as well. And there are scenes in there that I don't like. But I also think it's really important that the show tries to depict things, I think, in an as accurate and as general way as possible. So that a number of people can engage with the stories that are told and the situations and certain scenes while also telling Uh, An in brackets genuine story for those characters Uh, and I think that's a really important point in terms of what the the programme is trying to do it's trying to yes raise our general awareness but also provide that sense of entertainment that makes people want to watch the programme that means that when something happens we are going to talk about it and we are going to engage in those conversations we are going to come away and think about um, should that character have done that or why didn't they seek help here or um actually I've seen some of those signs or those symptoms in someone I know maybe maybe I'm going to go ask them how they are and, and check in on them uh and the show's hopefully going to prompt that that greater awareness um and I think this season as well there does seem to be more signposting there does seem to be more warnings um and I think that feedback, particularly from season one, but also a little bit from season two, has been been taken on board. Um, in terms of a programme overall, I would say generally, I guess I, I'm really cautious of saying I enjoy this programme. Because I'm not sure enjoy is really the right word. I think I feel um, pleased that these stories are being told so that more people are aware that this does happen and it doesn't happen just to them that there is support available that recovery is possible Um, so I think I am pleased to see these episodes run um, and this season exist I think it's an important program Um, like I said it's not for everyone but for people that want i guess traditional or mainstream stuff there are there are plenty of programs for those people they don't need to watch this um the fact it's on a streaming site like netflix means you're it's really it's not just going to pop up on your tv you're going to have to choose to watch it um yeah i think it's a really important program i guess is a side to go with um i have yeah I don't want to say enjoyed but I'm gonna I have enjoyed seeing the storytelling element to to the program and, and the characters growth um there is kind of enough uh, I guess elements of drama wrapped up in that but I feel it's very my interest is very much character led um I, I want to know what's happened for that character or how they feel or what they're gonna say um yeah oh i don't know i don't know this there's, there's a lot in there um and i think i have probably waffled for quite long enough um i'm sure you will have your own views and you maybe you might agree with some of mine uh I've, i think it's very likely you'll disagree with a reasonable amount um but for me this is where the program works i've seen a number of other programs and films that have touched on or involved mental health or well-being or um other topics and yet I don't sit down to record an episode and have a chat for half an hour to myself about those I think this is still a really important program um I guess in terms of programming generally I think each season has kind of dropped a little bit in terms of its um How it comes across, I think the first season was very innovative in the way that it did the storytelling. Um, And then kind of after that, it's very difficult because you can't do the same thing again. uh, And you have to sort of change it up, which makes each season a little bit different. The fact that the first season was so impactful and was so probably just shocking for so many people, is really hard to follow up and it makes you question whether you really want to. Um, And I do think this is one of those programmes where as much as I I will sit... If there is a fourth season, I will sit down and watch the fourth season. I do really wonder whether this would have been a programme that was best left at the end of season one and another story could have been told to delve into some of these other topics however um, when you have a season that's so successful to continue that story um, is obviously a great opportunity but I also think it is interesting to see the fallout from certain situations and seeing the follow-on from um, Hannah's suicide in season one seeing the follow-on from the assaults that happen in season one and two um and seeing the kind of the the effect of what happens towards the end of season two as well i think it's really interesting to see past that um key moment that a lot of programs will work towards this is our big moment this is the end of the season or this is the, the 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 purpose this is the focus of our season or our program to see kind of the fallout of that i think is quite interesting and again quite important because though that is more reflective of real life you know if if something happens if um if someone does take their own life if someone is assaulted that's not the end of the story there are other people around them that will live past that moment for some people whether that's a suicide attempt or a sexual assault or a range of other things that the program touches on people live past this moment and it's then what happens next And I think the fact that the programme has carried on shows that in, a, I think, a positive way. For some, it's it's a very long journey. And I think it would be irresponsible to some extent if they suddenly went, Oh, new season, this person is now fine. They are not affected by the things that happened in the previous season. Because that is unrealistic in my point of view. And I think it puts pressure on people in terms of recovery um seeing the journey that Jess goes through with um kind of her her sexual discovery um seeing the journey that Tyler goes on in terms of his ability to talk about his experience seeing the 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 twists and the turns that Justin's story takes as well um I think it is really important to see that attempted recovery, the failure, and then uh, another attempted recovery. I think is really important to give people that hope. Um, but yeah, without rolling into another um, half an hour or however long I've already sat here, I can't quite believe how long I can talk to myself. It's quite amazing. And um, yes, yes. I don't know if that's amazing or sad. I'm not sure. But I do enjoy sitting down and talking to you guys and talking through, um, I'd like to think important things, uh, but I, it's starting the conversation and it is nice to have some of these episodes where I have a chance to sit down and talk to you because we have so many amazing guests come on this podcast and, uh, it is nice every so often to sit down and have a chat and share my thoughts, um... But yes, we will be, um, <laughs> he says again, back in a few weeks' time. Um, if you are interested in coming on to the podcast in the future, please let me know. Happy to have conversations about that happening. There is also now a page on the website, so mikesopenjournal.com, where you can find out about being a guest and it will tell you some of the stuff that you need to know. But you can always ask any questions. As I mentioned before, we've got a few guests lined up for the rest of the year, but there are still plenty of spaces. Um, So it'd be great to have people come on, whether it's for the first time or the second or third or fourth time. Um, It would be amazing to have you. Every so often there will be talking points like this week where we've had 13 Reasons Why, um, where there'll kind of be a little bit of a shout out to see if anyone wants to come on and have a chat. Sometimes those might be a little bit time sensitive like over the next two weeks I'm really busy and this is literally the only time I think I've got to really sit down and have a chat um so it's been recorded at a bit of a strange time which means I've not been able to get anyone to sit down and talk with me but as I mentioned, I know you guys love listening to my voice so um I think I will round it off there by saying thank you so much for listening and being part of the podcast. I hope you like the uh slightly edited intro uh which is going to be coming up again as the outro um i am hoping in the future that we're going to have um the opportunity to maybe have a couple more um short clips of i don't know quotes speeches um music a few different bits and pieces um in the future so if you are interested um in having some of your thoughts or your work shared Um, let me know Uh, there might be kind of certain episodes that we can get some stuff in uh, and help share some of the things that are going on there's some amazing projects and campaigns happening um, and some really really cool uh, different types of uh, activities happening so it'd be really cool to be able to support um, some of you that are getting involved with mental health well-being general health um, activities let's be as vague as possible um yes so thank you for joining in i hope that you hi again i don't know about enjoyed but have enjoyed uh the latest season of 13 reasons why uh if you've got your own thoughts please send them in um if i get enough i'll try and include them in the next episode um or at the very least we'll get them shared on some of the social media platforms as well um if you're undecided whether or not the season is for you um, I'm going to kind of, I guess, signpost to the start of this episode. Seems a bit of a weird thing to do. Um, but where the kind of the pre-warning was, I think it's a really good idea that you consider whether or not the season is for you. Um, and potentially, I think watching it with someone else is a really good thing because it encourages you to talk about it either as the episode goes on or at the end of the episode. And I think it's it's a really... Um really important thing to do, and I think for some of us we need to talk about these things quite quickly. Um some or <laughs> some of the episodes I watched and I was just like, oh, I need a hug, and I had to go and have a hug straight away afterwards. So um that's completely fine and I think some people will have that. That's cool. Um it is yeah like i say it's one of those episodes the fact i'm sitting down talking about it means there is some stuff in there that isn't for everyone or it might not be for you right now um, and that's completely okay but as always thank you for being part of the podcast i look forward to talking to you soon and please remember you're not alone out there So as we mentioned at the start of the episode and in a couple of other places, signposting is really, really important and something I try to do a lot, both on the podcast and on the blog and a few other places as well. So if you are interested or have listened to this episode, try to be as mindful as possible, just generally for my own well-being, if I'm honest, um, but also for you guys as well. If you are affected or you feel like you or someone you know may need or may benefit from some additional support. Um, whether that's because you listened to this episode of the podcast or because you've watched the 13 Reasons Why season uh, there's a range of different support that you can find. Uh, The numbers and information that I'm going to give you are for the UK but I'd encourage you to google Yahoo Ask Jeeves and all that business um, if you would like to find out about support in your area or your country. But in the UK I think it's really important that we recognise the important work that our local doctors, nurses and GPs do so I'd really encourage you to go and visit your GP as soon as you start to notice an issue, a problem or a change in your behaviour or thought patterns. There's some amazing charities in the UK including Women's Aid, Victim Support, Survivors Trust and Survivors UK who are kind of focused in on male victims of sexual assault. There's also a free 24-hour National Domestic Violence Helpline on 0808-2000-247. There's also a Rape Crisis National Phone Line which is 0808 802 9999 uh, and that's available at certain times of the day so you need to check those out. You can also visit your local a if you feel like you need that emergency support. I'd also encourage you to check out the resources that are available on NHS Online and also on 111. If you do feel that you need to talk to emergency services um, particularly the police you can phone 101 in the UK or if it's an emergency at that moment in time 999. I'd also talk uh, well I would talk if I knew about the range of different local support from smaller charities as well Um, and again if you check those out online search for your local area um, and use the search terms that are relevant for you. I also want to mention Samaritans and the amazing work that they do. Um, Again, UK-based charity um, and if you'd like to reach them you can phone 116-123 and again that's a free call. They're available 24 hours a day 365 days a year. They've got information and and support available online um, over the phone and by email as well so it's worth checking out the resources and support that are available there there are a number of other charities that do some amazing work uh, and depending on whether you're a a younger or older person um, whether you associate with a particular gender as well might depend on the charities that you choose to approach what's most important though is that you do approach someone and you do talk to someone whether that is one of the charities or support services I've mentioned or whether it's a family member friend or colleague this program and a lot of the stuff that we've spoken about on the episode today is about starting conversations and it's so important. It doesn't always feel like the right time in the right place and sometimes there are better times and better places but sometimes it's also important just to start to ask that question whether it's for yourself or for someone else. Make sure you make time. you out there these are real people they do have struggles and it starts to get on my nerves i just shut down so many people suffer from mental illness to get the word out that men have got to start talking so i told everything and her face dropped a lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation so they can appreciate yeah it's difficult dealing with our minds and the suicidal thoughts were back people knew that there was something not right but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything you're not depressed it's, it's all in your head that's probably the statement i've had people say the most i mean this 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 shit is real and it's hard it's exhausting